What's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. This is for Fear the Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 5, Honey. Every time I think about that and I say honey, I sort of think of uh, uh, True Blood. When he's like, sookie. It's sookie. Anyway, I miss that show. I miss that show. I'm your host, uh, Adam Vale. Tonight, I'm joined by Dana Abercrombie. Hello, everyone. And Richard Bailey Jr. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here we go. This this was a, a decent episode. There were some plot holes here and there, but overall, it was enjoyable. It was fun. I, I, I like this one. So, But then again, so far, Fear this season has been on the right track, unlike World Beyond. This has a, a steady pace, and it knows where it's going. And then let's get into it, because there's a lot to cover here. And it was fun. I enjoyed this very much. All right, so boom. We started off. Nice little touching moment. We got Dwight and Sherry. They're reunited. They got the candles. And it makes sense they got candles, because they probably don't have electricity. So it's not so much about being romantic. It's like, we just need light. So uh, they're doing their thing. They're talking. She's looking at the letters. He's like, oh, this got me going. This is it. And if you think about it, it's so crazy. He traveled across the country following these notes. I mean, the man is a master tracker, the fact that he could pull this off. But whatever, it's happened. We've seen them reunite. But then he goes back to his old rhetoric. He's like, all right, I found you. This is it. We're taking off. She was like, no, Virginia will find us. And, you know, that whole scandal thing's going to happen. And then just around that time, he gets a call on the walkie-talkie. It's time to check in. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Al's taking care of it. She's going to take care of it. And uh, then the guy, he gets on the walkie-talkie and then finds out, nope, from the other end. Al did not check in. She's late. So then he comes up with some story that they came across a herd and they were dealing with that whole thing. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. You guys need to come back to the base. He doesn't want to go back, obviously. You know, And we still, at this point, don't know where Sherry stands with all of this. Because for what we last saw two episodes back, she just popped up on the road from hearing some chatter on the walkie-talkie. So we don't know if she's part of the group or whatnot. But at this point... He was like, uh, I don't want to go back, but he doesn't say that. But he says, oh, well, we found we found some off-the-map areas that we want to go investigate and find some stuff. And we we think it'll be worth the while. And there's a little pause on the other end, but the guy says, all right, fine, I'll give you 48 hours. And there goes that. So now they have some time. He has to figure out what's going on with Al. Sherry gets worried. Says, oh, maybe we should go look for her. And he's like, no, 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 she's all right. She's probably doing her own thing. And he keeps pushing the whole thing. He's like, you know what? This is okay. We found each other. We're going to run away. We're going to leave. She's like, I can't leave. Once she says this, the first thing I think, I was like, well, because she probably got a new man. Maybe there's some other things going on, which we, we get to. So she gets up and she walks out of the room. 
and it just gets real quiet. And then you start hearing muffling and some scattered things going on in, in the background. Not not walkers, but just noises. And he's calling out to her. She's not replying. He picks up a, a tomahawk, right? It's like a hand axe. Really cool. He had that on the side there. So he picks that up. He starts wandering around through the, the house there. Moves a curtain. You see this person standing in a mannequin mask. He goes back into the room. There's more of them. Boom. There goes that. He's, he's knocked out, taken over, whatever. The screen goes black. That was our opening right there. Real quick, what did you guys think? The opening, just seeing Sherry and their connection with Dwight. This is it. This is what a lot of people have been waiting for since way back from Walking Dead with the whole issue with Sherry and Negan and her running off and, and Dwight's separation. Like, is this the happy... Uh, ending i shouldn't say ending but the the, the happy re reunion that you were expecting huh rich well yeah i expected there was going to be some uh interaction to make every make you feel as though everything is working out it's it's going great uh and then there's a swerve coming so i thought this was a great way to open the episode to already give you some tension as to wondering what well, what's going on with uh with dwight and sherry uh, especially at the end of that scene where you see Dwight getting captured. So, yeah, I thought that was a great way to start the show. Mm -hmm. Dana? Oops, you muted. I oh. kind of felt... No, I'm right here. Okay. Um, I felt that, you know, this was very nice and sweet. We kind of... When you watch The Walking Dead, you know not to expect happiness for a long period of time. So it was kind of one of those moments where I was just waiting for something to happen, something terrible. And, you know, we got our little swerve, but um, I kind of felt a bit weird by it in the sense that, you know, I her saying, no, I can't, you know, you're kind of like, well, why can't you? And then all of a sudden these people pop in, you know, looking like out of a horror movie. Mm -hmm. And my thing was, did she set him up? Yeah, it, or it did they come off. looking for? Because she just, she, yeah, it was off because she randomly she disappeared, and then all of a sudden they come in. So I wonder if she, if they was tracking her, or because she was also missing, or if they, yeah, or she like signaled for them to come. But, but think about and it. And then if that's the case, yeah. think about it. they were they were pretty much half naked. They were probably already engaging in coitus. Uh -huh. <laughs> they were doing their business. And that means this whole time you got these guys just outside waiting for it to end. Like, all right, once it's over and she gets up, then we'll go in there. But we're not going to interfere right now. It was weird. It was yeah, weird. So it, was, it, was weird. it felt weird in the timing. The timing felt off. Yeah. And I just wondered if it was kind of like one of those setups. And if that was the case, what a terrible way to surprise the one you love by a bunch of masked men coming to kidnap you. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that's going to lead to the next scene. And, and this scene, out of all the scenes in this episode, pissed me off the most. You know, and I, I, I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm bitching on all these episodes, but there's some parts that are just like, what? Come on now. And this is one of them. So the next scene, after we see the opening credit, 
it's it's daylight. He, they take a hood off. You see him just standing there. He's got his hands tied up. This is Dwight. He's in an open area. There's a guy next to him with the you know the mannequin mask and a weapon. Dwight's trying to figure out what's going on. He's calling for Sherry. He doesn't hear. Anything. So what does he do? He attacks that guy. He beats on him. He grabs the gun, takes the mask off, and points it right at the guy. The guy's mute. And they're not saying anything. And he's like, where's Sherry? What's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. The guy refuses to answer. In fact, he actually puts his face closer to the to the gun. As if, like, go ahead, shoot. You know, which tells me maybe there's no ammo in the gun. You know, it was his weapon. So maybe he's like, I don't give a shit. It's a, it's a pop gun. I was expecting something like that. But that doesn't happen. We see within that courtyard area on the top, there's a bunch of other these guys with the... The, the mannequin mats are all pointing weapons down at him. He's like, what the hell's going on? He hey, he's not he's not giving up. He's pointing the gun right back at them. He doesn't care if even if they t- shoot him, he, at least he'll get two or three shots out, get one of them. And then Sherry comes walking down like, hey, what's going on? No, no, this shouldn't be this shouldn't have happened this way. I'm like, what do you mean shouldn't have happened this way? You were just with him in the room. You could make sure none of this happened. You know, they could have knocked on the door and be like, hey, is everything cool? Oh, yeah, that, this is my husband. That's that's why I was, uh, you know, kissing on him and everything. And, and I closed the door because uh, we're, we're going to do our thing. We haven't seen each other for a while. No, instead, they did that whole weird surprise, like you said, with the, with the bad guys and all that. And then we get this scene. So then she comes up and she's like, oh, I'm sorry for all this, you know, and this is what's going on. And these are people that were part of Virginia's group and they're outcasts. And I found them a few months ago and we, we're going to take her out. That's our plan. He's like, what, what do you mean take her out? What, what, what's going on here? None of this makes sense. Then the guy, the other guy, was it the same guy that was on the ground or was it another dude that comes over with the gun, puts it in his face? I, I don't recall, but it was one of them. Another dude shows up with the gun, puts it into to Dwight's face and was like, I don't trust him. Tell me where she's going. It's like, I don't know where she's going. He's like, yeah, you're lying. I'm doing that whole thing. Again, do we have to go through this shit? Come on now. Dwight has been through so much already with all this back and forth. Clearly, Sherry trusts him. She just spent the night with him. They must know this. Where did she go when she left? She didn't tell these people anything about him. I, I don't, that part, it doesn't make sense to me. Because it, it, I'm thinking if she left the room, she went to report to the other higher-ups of this group to give them the lowdown. Yeah, it was my husband. This was going on. He was with them only by force. He's, he had a group. Because they talked about this. He explained this to her. But I guess she didn't tell anybody. She just left him in this place, went to her own private room, and said, oh, fuck it. You know, so because now we're in this point, it's like, oh, you know, you better talk and this and that. And then another guy comes up behind him with the little cameras like, yeah, we got your friend. And he shows up that the whole thing with Al and, uh, you know, she's over here. Don't say anything. And also I was like, all right, so the what? they got it tied up. Something's going on. They're going to use this leverage. Guy's talking about if you don't tell me what I need to know in five seconds, there's going to be guts. Uh, her guts uh, spread all over the place with threats again. This shit's just pissing me off. I, at that point, I probably, me personally, I would have flipped out, rage quit, grabbed the gun, took my chances. I don't give a shit at this point. I would be like, I'm done. I'm done. My, my wife, I just found her. She's with this crazy cult people with these masks. Clearly, she didn't explain anything that, that I've been going through. I don't got time for this shit. You know, he's, remember, he was a lieutenant with Negan. You know, He was a badass. We've seen him do some horrible things, and some of that stuff gets brought up in this episode. So I'm surprised that he he was still just patient and calm during this. Like, well, I don't know anything. Then eventually we see a guy come off from the distance with the baby mask or whatever the mannequin mask. He comes over, takes the mask off. We recognize him from last season. This is a guy that 
that uh, um, Dwight had saved on the road. And he's like, hey, he's a good guy. At least when I met him, he was a good guy. He saved me and this whole thing. So I, I think it's okay. I think he's okay. This this right here, before we go any further, did you guys, what did you guys think of this? This part here, because this, this pissed me off. This really pissed me off because of the fact of what you just said, Dana, with the whole weird odd setup that we felt with Sherry and the, the, the mass people showing up during the intimate moment. And then now again, it's like, why is he being treated this way when she just made it clear that she's cool with him? What did you think, Dana? That made me question how cool they are with her. Because if you're someone, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if the group really trusts you, all you can say it's cool is fine. Then they won't have any problems, which we kind of learned later on with something else that happens. So for them to be, you know, so adamant it, in there. Yeah, it made it seem like she didn't tell them anything. Mm -mm. Which kind of then maybe they was tracking her. Maybe, right? Maybe, I don't maybe, know. Maybe. And maybe she doesn't have that much power in the group where it, you know, it came off as at first. Yeah. And before, all right. So before I get Rich involved in there, there's one last part of this. It's, um, now that uh, the guy puts his gun down, he stands down, he walks off because the other guy vouched for Dwight. It, they, they just bring him into the fold. They're like, all right, this is what's going on. Uh, and then they take him over to a truck. They got some C4s and other things. All right, our plan is we know that she has her, the super truck is what I'm calling it, which is Al's uh, um, military vehicle that she was rolling with. She's riding around in that. They know that she goes up and down there, this certain road. And what they're going to do is set up some explosives and blow it up. Right? Ta-da! We're going to take her out this way. And then out of nowhere, after just seeing her on this video, screaming of like, don't say anything if they try to make you talk, Al just walks over. I was like, yeah, that's never going to work. You know, it's reinforced deals, military grade, blah, blah, blah. You can't blow it up. This method is not going to work. You got to come with a new strategy. Dwight looks really confused. Us as a viewers, I'm sure we're confused because that's never explained. What happened? How did she get out of that? When did they just give her a pass? She wasn't tied up. They didn't just drag her out like, all right, go talk to him. She was just you know, walking over like she was part of the group. I, I didn't understand that. I didn't. I, that's, I don't know, Rich, did you understand that? Did I miss something there? No. Um, I mean, I, I don't really understand the whole thing with, uh, with Al. Obviously, they, they're just trying to get information to find out where Jenny is at. And I guess... Uh, they, I guess, once uh, they found out that Dwight had ties to the other gentleman that was there, as well as uh, his girl, I guess they just thought, well, let's just be relaxed with everybody. Then, I, I mean, that's the only explanation I could think of. But in, in terms of the whole reveal of her coming out and revealing that she is part of the group, I, I wasn't surprised at that at all because I kind of saw that coming. By the fact that she just completely just disappears in the previous scene and you don't see her again until right after the credits started rolling and then it's the, the next scene after that so i wasn't surprised about that uh a little bit disappointing that that's what they decided that they were going to try to surprise people with but uh again they, they just wanted to show you uh everything is not as it seems and they want you to watch and see what happens next yeah, I found it funny, though, because every time they talk about, in any episode of every season, whenever there's some talk of destroying this truck, there's always some way to get out of it. Al figures out something, and here it is again. There's, there's some talk about blowing this truck up, but that's her baby. And once she says, oh, no, you can't blow this, I'm like, come on, everything can get blown up. 
Even if it has reinforced, it's going to get damaged. It still has wheels and the whole thing. But I get it. Because in what she say right at the end of that, we're going to steal it. That'll hurt her more. Yeah, let's steal it. Oh, really? Steal it? Why? Because it's your truck. Uh, you know, that's... Whatever. I, I saw that that part coming. But you know what? At this point, it doesn't matter. Because now, they're all gathered in. And meaning Al and Dwight, they're part of the crew. We still don't know if there's a firm leader. And as it might as well, no spoiler here because everybody's very watching this. You know, there is no leader. There was no leader. Sherry really wasn't their leader. She's one of the people that has some plans. But even the guy that came to Dwight's aid to, to confirm that he was a cool guy to vouch for him, he's not the leader. So it's just like a ragtag group of people that are no longer part of Virginia's group. And I was like, yeah, we're all pissed off, but we're covering our faces because we, just in case some of the, the Rangers were overseas them, they may know. But then again, what does it matter? Unless you have people on the inside that you're hoping to protect, which we will get to in the next scene. So boom. Everybody's cool. Now we see down the road, they're up on a cliffside. We got Al, we got Dwight, we got Sherry. They're all there now. Dwight is one of the crew, so he's got his little uh, mannequin mask over his head. He's getting ready. So the, And they're all on horses. So the plan is, once that that uh, that tank or truck or whatever that Al used to have, once that comes down the road, they're going to go and ambush it. And uh, that's it, right? capture i don't think they ever discuss or think that uh virginia's in it they just want to capture this thing because remember it had like all the guns on the side it's it's like a it's like a tank it's a super vehicle so it drives past they put their mask on and they go riding off they go chasing after this thing a, an image in my head popped up of fury road the mad max because it was that type of thing. You got a big open area. You don't see anything else uh, on the left or right side. It's just open road. And this truck, he gets on the radio, just letting them know that he refueled. So that's planting the seed for us, just so we know it has plenty of gas. And that he's heading to base and it's going to take eight hours. That is a trip. That is a, and that is key information there, the eight hours. Because then this explains why. Because when they keep saying, oh, we're going to get Virginia. Well, I'm in my head. Like, just go to her camp. You know where it is, right? Just go there. Just raid that town. But if it's eight hours away, it's far. It is very, they are very far. But then this will bring up another question that you brought up, Rich. And we'll get to it in this scene. So then he hangs up and he's just driving. And sure enough, he looks through his rear uh, mirror there and he sees the horses. No surprise. So he sees that, he's like, oh, not happening on my watch, that type of thing. And he opens up the side panel, starts shooting off the guns. And to this, is, I found it kind of funny, only because it's like, oh, well, I guess this is how they're explaining uh, where they're not getting killed while they're on the horses. They get close to the truck, and obviously, if you're too close to the truck, those are static guns on within the tank, so it's shooting out. It can't, like, bend down and shoot anything closer. But then again, he's driving. He can clearly see that they're, like, leaning on the truck. At that point, if I'm the driver, I'm just swerving, bump into them. You're going to hit the horse. The horse is going to tip over, and then there you go. You, 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 gotta, you got away from this. This isn't like a stagecoach back in the 1800s, even though I know they're playing it as a Western. But this really isn't that type of scene because it's it, this is a military tank. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a stagecoach. But anyway, they still go down that road, right? So he runs out of ammo. Cause, and there's nobody in the back to, to refuel, to, to, to refill the, the, 
the the machine gun so he just has to try to you know swerve left and right he's trying to bump into them do that whole thing it's not working i'm surprised they even put in my notes he didn't even knock one off come on now just a one stunt guy on the floor show him tumbling so something no that didn't happen here so uh, sure enough and then again this just shows that there was no leader dwight is like the front runner for all of this and I was another surprise to see that here it is out of everybody that's there and even uh, Mr. Macho Man pulling the gun in his face and making him like, I'm going to make you talk and stuff. We made it seem like he was going to be that guy. He's not. It's Dwight that takes the initiative. He's the one that cuts the the, 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 the radio wire that's on the on the tank so then the guy can't call for backup and then he reaches onto it and climbs the truck. So the guy is swerving left and right, left and right. This part, another little hole, not explained. Maybe he got in through the, where the guns are, don't know. Dwight's just in the tank. He's in the tank with him. And he puts a gun to his head. The guy swerves a little bit. He drops. They get into a little scuffle for the gun. Dwight can't get it. So he just keeps kicking at the guy because he's like in an angle. And sure enough, I guess that's enough to knock the door open. So now the guy is halfway hanging out and holding onto the steering wheel. He kicks him a few more times. Driver goes flying out. Dwight takes control of the, the tank, the, the truck tank, stops it. All right, we think we're done. When he gets out, the other people show up. They're like, all right, everything's cool. But they notice he doesn't have his mask on. He's like, uh, not everything. He's like, the guy, yeah, I kicked him out, but he saw my face. So we have to we have to find him before he heads back to Virginia. And <laughs> that's another part that sort of triggers in my head. I'm like, we just saw this open field. It's open area. There's nothing around. We heard him say he's eight hours away. They must know that the base is far. There's no way he's going to get there on foot. But yet they're they're sort of panicking at this point. I I didn't understand that, but whatever. But sure enough, there was was no reason for it because they only walk a few feet. You see the, the, well, you hear the Western music start playing in the background. And then we see Morgan on the horse with the cowboy hat and the trench coat. He shows up. He's laughing. He's like, I think I found something you lost. And sure enough, he's dragging the truck driver. There we go. Dun, 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 dun. This is how he reunites with the group. What did you think, Rich? You had some words about this. What was your thoughts when you saw Morgan just in the opportune time and moment show up to save the day? Well, I'm going to use a phrase that was made very famous famous by Miss uh, Dana Abercrombie. The matter of convenience, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, obviously, you know, this is a Western, you know, but but, I, but let me just say a few other things about what you said. Uh, yes, first and foremost, the Morgan thing, completely unbelievable. I know we, we saw in the previous episode he got into that car accident. So I guess it is believable that he didn't have access to a vehicle anymore. Um but yeah, it, it just it just so happens he shows up right at that time, so he had to have seen this happening on the open open road for them for him to get involved. But uh, that's what we are left to assume as the viewer. And then of course they want to bring in the moment of the reunion, which I think people was waiting to see when Morgan was going to start reuniting with other characters. So that's why that's in there. But it absolutely didn't make any kind of sense. Uh, two other quick points that I want to make before you go to Dana. Um, Talk about the actual scene of them trying to get access to the v- to, 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 to the truck. I will give them credit and say that they tried to make that exciting with the whole action packed of, you know, because as a viewer, I was wondering how are they going to get access to this truck? You know, the one guy driving 
didn't look like a threat at all. But I was curious how they were going to do it. So they t- they saw them. You saw them take out the radio communication. Mm-hmm. That was great. That was great. So that that's good. But here's the second point that I wanted to make. I don't think Dwight should have been the guy to try and take out the driver because that was very sloppy. How he jumped into the vehicle mm-hmm. and then you know you're kicking the guy out. You know Dwight is supposed to be a changed guy. So. I have heard of people getting seriously injured from a moving car. You know, if you kick the guy out and he gets, I don't know, grazed or even killed, then that's not a good look for Dwight. So I I would have had someone who actually was ready to take on action be the one to actually, you know, pull that off. I don't know, maybe Al, since it is her vehicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, it probably would have made a lot more sense. Um, But, yeah, I, I thought that was very sloppy how he went about taking out the guy because the guy was reaching for a gun if he had got a hold to that gun he would have shot Dwight so um just got lucky of kicking him out just at the right time in time for Morgan to make sure that he can catch him so a, a little bit too uh neat with the writing to try to make it convenient but uh that's that's my thoughts mm-hmm. Dana <laughs> what did you think of this whole action scene here um I thought that it was hilarious and yes very convenient um, in the fact that, you know, it, it, the guy should have just probably died and then called it a day. But the fact that, you know, they couldn't find him and then Morgan kind of slowly with the whole horse thing. And he's hogtied, by the way, to make it extra, which he had all of that time to, you know, stop him, hogtie him, drag him back. That whole thing was just funny. But visually, it made for a very good moment. And, you know, it. Um, it's like a comic they book. They presented scene. it. That's where I saw it. Yeah. I was like, if this was a comic book, this is exactly how I would see it. This would be the next page. It would be a full page spread of just him there on the horse with a Kool Aid smile saying, Hey, I found something you lost with the balloon, you know, text on the side. And then you could see this guy like grabbing all tied up, like, Ugh. Basically, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, it was corny. But. In the theme that they're going in, it worked. Yeah. I mean, they, they this was probably a struggle because they were probably trying to figure out, I mean, the, the writers, how do we get them to intertwine and to, to reunite? How do you bring these groups together? And, and we find out in the coming scenes. So uh, now they're all walking together. They're, they're talking. We got Al. We got Dwight. We got Morgan and the rest in the background, but the three are the front talking about it. And Dwight says, oh, I thought you were dead. And that just goes back to what we from the first episode where Virginia made it seem like she was going to tell everybody that he was dead. It's like, you know what? You may not be dead, but they don't need to know that. I'm just going to tell them you're dead. So he thought he was dead. And he was like, yeah, she shot me. She she definitely shot me and left me for dead. And it's like, how'd you make it up? It's like, I don't know. Somebody, a stranger helped me. So I wonder if that stranger is going to come up because I still still don't think we know the identity of that stranger. We know the person left her left him into the in the water tower and all that, but we don't really know too much. And maybe that'll come up later. And I at first I thought it was going to be that guy, you know, the guy that Dwight saved that vouched for him, and then he'll say, "Oh, you know what?" And I repaid the favor and I saved somebody else, and that's the guy, <laughs> you know. And I thought it was going to be some one of those moments, you know, that six degree uh, degree of separation type of thing, but um. Anyway, he says that, and uh, uh, Al jumps in, of course, saying, he's like, oh, you're gonna, I'm going to have to interview you about all this later. And he's like, yeah, yeah, when things are a little calmer. He's like, you, yeah, you came in like the Lone Ranger. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that too. But it, it, he is uh, really taking into 
filling into this position of this Lone Ranger guy, this cowboy. It's just so funny that we've seen this transition for him when he went from being Mr. Kung Fu walking around with the staff, you know, on this long journey from, was it, they were over in uh, Georgia, and then for him to do that journey all the way across to the West and end up in California, Mexico, and all this, it's been nuts. We've seen a lot of transitions for Morgan. So uh, now we are, real quick, they get into a little campground area. They're all talking. The guy who was a prick at the beginning is really happy now. He likes them all. He's like, wow, this is amazing. We got things done. We got the truck. You guys helped. We captured this other guy. We could interrogate. And uh, then he also explains with the dog. I think it was Al that mentioned what's with the dog. And he was like, oh, we just came across the dog. And it was around us. We kept giving the scraps. And now it's just part of the group. It's here. It's like, okay. Uh, Morgan is super thrilled to see that Sherry and uh, Dwight have reunited. Dwight says, hey, it's only been like a week. Everything is cool. That timing also doesn't make much sense. Only because they always have to check in every 24 to 48 hours. So I don't know how they've been prolonging that check-in. You know, they whatever. That's just logistics. Guess they, they're like, come on, no one gives a shit. Right? So anyway, says that, and he says, all right. So what's the plan? I was like, oh, we're gonna. She, she was like, yeah, we're gonna kill Virginia. And he's like, oh, that, yeah, that, that's great. You know, I, I can get that, but uh, not. Don't do anything drastic yet. Like, what do you mean? We got the truck. This is it. We're, we're gonna go over there and we're gonna kill. He's like, no, because uh, we still have gr- members of our group. That we need to save. If we go out and we mess this up, she's gonna kill these people. You know, he doesn't know yet that most of them work for her now, but whatever. He's like, she's gonna, she's gonna go and kill them, which is a valid point. He's like, yeah, if you do this, and he sees their faces, if they screw up, then yeah, that's gonna be the, the issue. And plus, they don't know where she is. And here's the thing, Morgan, at this whole time during this conversation, doesn't mention the fact that he knows where she is. We know he knows where she is because of that interaction with Daniel. So he knows. He's just not telling them. You know, there's a lot that he knows, and he doesn't share any of this information. And I was really surprised by that because I was like, well, even though the guy made it seem like, oh, you're cool in our book, and we trust you guys. I don't think Morgan trusts any of these people because he doesn't exchange any of this information. So that was pretty much it. Not much to talk about there. It was just straight to the point. The next scene, though, gets a little interesting because we go back into the bedroom, back with Sherry and Dwight doing their thing, having their pillow talk, which isn't all that positive because she keeps saying she wants to do this. She's going to take him out, take Virginia out. Dwight's now trying to talk her out of this. Like, listen, we got people. Morgan's here and now they're like my family. And she was like, yeah, but wasn't it? Morgan idea to to work with Virginia and look what happened to him he got shot you and the other one pretty much got put into this uh, workforce type thing and he sees quiet and I mean yeah if we're the viewers we're like not that's true that's true I mean they, they knew she was bad from the start but then again they were in a bad spot in that that town remember the ghost town the zombie town they they, they, they had no other options this was the only way, and this was, again, Morgan's decision of trying to keep him alive. Well, now Morgan is still trying to keep him alive because he sort of mentions that he has another location, a safe place to go, and th- th- this is what he's thinking. He's like, hey, we can all go with Morgan. Let's just go with Morgan. Let's go to this place, and then we'll come up with a plan. And, and she's like, no, I'm done with all that. No plan. Our plan is the plan. We're going to go. We're just going to kill her. We got the truck. This is that. So that's it. You either go with him or you're you're with me. And he says he's not leaving her side. 
He's not leaving her side. This is it. He's And I didn't expect anything less. And this is where I'll ask you guys to jump in. Were you surprised by this answer where he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to stick by your side. Because I personally wasn't. I'm like, you know what? This is his wife. He spanned two TV shows, <laughs> two different series to get to her. You know, we finally found her. And there's no way he's going to say, you know what? I'm with Morgan. No, he's, of course he's going to take her side. This is it. And, and I figured, you know what? In my mind, before going any further, when I saw this scene, I was like, oh, this is it. They're going to be the leaders. We haven't seen a leader of the, the this mannequin group. And this is it. I mean, so far, he's taken that leadership role. He was the one that jumped on the truck. He's the one that fought and did that whole thing. He And then, as we'll get into after this scene, he's also takes a, the initiative when it comes to interrogating the guy that they found. So, Rich, what did you think of all of this with Morgan talking to them and, and finding out that Sherry still has it out for Virginia and doesn't give a shit about joining Morgan's group and, and going in that direction? Well, I will say this. Uh, I was a bit frustrated with uh, how they have portrayed Morgan in this episode because we've seen in the previous episodes that Morgan, from the end of the, the first episode of the season, I'm not the same uh, person that you knew before. This is what he told Jenny. And you saw how when he needs to be savage, he can be savage, including chopping people's heads off, so on and mm -hmm. so forth. So when he had the conversation that he says, we can't do this, we can't do this yet, I was very, I, 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 I questioned that. Now, you made a good point to say, well, obviously, you know, Jenny obviously knows where everyone else is at. But my th my thought in my head, logically, won't, you know, you have a lot more people now with you. Why don't you just go to Jenny directly and threaten her to say you need to tell us where everybody is at, or you're or you're or you're done. I mean, I I, I would have thought that that would have been a particular yeah, strategy. Yeah, because that's what I thought he was, he was going to say. It's like, you know what? You got this group and you're obviously armed. All right, I think we can do this. Let's go. I know the town where she's at and let's go and confront her and that's it. We can just take it from there and see if we can free everybody. Exactly. It, but, but but you see, in that right there, th this this goes in once again with the conflict of the season is that there, we've heard it multiple times now where people are trying to change. You know, we had the whole thing with Victor Strand trying not to become the person he was before and all this other stuff. And it feels like Morgan is now waffling between that because he's telling them, I have a place that I can take you all to. Uh, we can't but we can't do this attack right now. And to me, that reminds me of the Morgan in the past mm -hmm. that was very passive. But yet. I've seen this character be very savage in this season. So it's a bit of a, a conflict uh, to understand where he's coming from. Uh, and I, I personally believe that this is not going to end well long term. Obviously, also the other thing I think I definitely want to want to mention now, since this isn't really going ahead or anything. Morgan seems to have forgotten the search for uh, Grace. Because wasn't he looking for Grace in the last episode? He brings, then, he brings it up once. In no, fact, he brings her up. Yeah, he does bring her up. He brings her up. In fact, it's Dwight that really brings her up. And we'll get to that scene. That's actually two scenes after. We'll get to that. Yeah. That does come up. Keep going, Rich. But, 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 but the thing, I, the point I'm making is that it, it, this, it seems as though he was searching for her in the last episode. And obviously, when he gets hit by that car, I guess that changes his uh, perspective as to who he's looking for. I, so I was confused about that because I thought that, you know, well, well he you said, can continue. Real quick, because it, it's linked to that, because they asked him when they were in the, around that campfire, they're like, what were you doing out there? He said he was following the truck, hoping to find someone inside. 
So uh, it was okay. either it was okay. either he was looking to find Virginia inside so she can tell her tell him where Grace is, or hoping that Grace would be in it, which I doubt because she's having a baby somewhere. So, so that's the explanation then as to why he was there. Yeah, that's to, what he explained. Just the right, the right, 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 right. Okay, okay, yeah, all right, that's trying, fine. Yeah, they were trying to figure that. Out. I was like, wait, how did you just show up here? And he said he knew the route and that he was waiting for that truck, and then he saw it go by, and he was chasing after it just like them. So, yeah. So, well, so okay, all right, that's fine. We'll 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 we'll, we'll go with that as the the reasoning for why they did a lot of the stuff that they did. But the last point I will make, so you can go to Dana, is just uh, the whole thing about Dwight. Uh, deciding not to side with with sherry uh i did not understand that because as you said this guy has been searching for her all this time and so i was a little surprised he said no we can't do this i'm trying to be a different person but then again he struggles with that this whole episode but we'll get into that later dana (laughs) i don't have any problems in the sense that um when he last saw Sherry, he was a different man and he is trying to be a different person. And by doing that, it may cause conflict with Sherry and what she wants to do. And therefore it has that struggle that they have with, you know, within each other. And you know, like that phrase where, you know, you can't uh, keep, you can't take the same people with you. Mm-hmm. And yes, it may seem like you always love them and you know, you're, you're, you, you're looking for them and that finding, but when you realize something that you can't keep holding on to not in the sense of like her the actual person but that idea and you you trying to be a better person sometimes you do have to let them go but the fact is that you you know that they're safe you know that they're alive Mm -hmm. this was not supposed to be a happy ending and no matter what circumstances let it be sherry or the end of the world or zombies running around uh the, the he's a different person and he has changed and sometimes you just have to let that person go, and there mm-hmm. will be that conflict. So I didn't have any problems with it, it at that all. Was, that was the other thing I was thinking about with that change, because Sherry doesn't know everything that Dwight has been through. She knew that he became a foot soldier for Negan, and he fell in line. That's it. She doesn't know about what happened with uh, Alexandria, with uh, Rick, and, and that whole thing going on there. She doesn't know the, the transformation that he's made. So for all she knows, he might still be a goon. He might still be a prick because she brings that up later on. It's like, you know, she knew the type of person he was before when he was when he gave in to Negan. People need to remember if they don't know is that Negan would claim wives and Sherry was one of his wives. He claimed her. And when Dwight did try to confront, he burnt his face. And that's why he has that that burnt face because of that. So anyway, he there goes that we now know that he wants to stand by his wife. So. The next scene, they're over in a warehouse. You hear some loud music. You see that the truck driver has a hood over his head. They've been blasting, yeah, a form of torture, blasting music throughout the night. I'm assuming it's throughout the night. And uh, they all make sure they have their mask on. We got Sherry. We got some of the goons there. And, of course, Dwight. And, again, this is with Dwight taking the, the front step on this. I don't understand. I, I guess they did. Was it always going to be? Was it Sherry in charge? And now that Dwight's there, she's giving him, but no one else is stepping up. I don't know. It's something about this. Rich? I just want to make a comment and say I think that was designed the, to, to keep you guessing the whole episode whether or not Dwight was going to go back to him to being himself. 
That's why they had him yeah, in these situations, because yeah, yeah. otherwise it, it wouldn't make sense to just have him always as the front runner in this in this yeah. this type of stuff. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. So then he goes up and he said he takes a hood off him. So it's asking same questions that they asked him. Was like, where's Virginia? Where's she going? And I felt like saying at that point, oh, why don't you ask Morgan? Because Morgan knows exactly where she is. But whatever, he, he's over here asking this guy, Scott, I don't know what you're talking about. And this and that, he starts mouthing off. He doesn't give a shit, right? And then he said something to uh, Sherry. He said, what about you? What was it sweet cakes or sweet lips? He said something, sweetheart. And uh, he was like, don't you talk to her. Don't you look at her. He gets all up in it. It's, like, it's just like it really triggered something. And that I felt that was a little bit too much. Because it's to the point that he even just took his mask off. Because it, right before that, I should say, I don't want to rush it because that, that that scene got to me. But they, he splashes some, it gets like food or whatever on the guy. And then they bring a dog out. And the dog is barking. And then the guy says, like, what are you going to do? you going to try to kill me? He's like, that's not going to work. You're not going to get anything out of me. And then that's when he makes a comment over to Sherry. Dwight gets heated. He's like, you don't talk to her. But then he does the dumbest thing you could do. He takes his mask off, and the guy has the best comeback line ever. He's like, oh, I see why you wear a mask. Oh, there you go. He gets punched in the face. I don't know if someone that is tied up in a warehouse with uh, whatever puppy chow all over him and a hungry dog growling would come out with a, a smart remark like that. But he did anyway. He gets a punch. Yes! He, why he does the man's personality have to die? We don't yes, re- you personality. If you're oh, about to he, die, you have also, great personality. But see, then, oh, so then you think, because he, he made it seem like they weren't going to kill him. He didn't believe they were going to kill him. So it wasn't like a man ready to die. He was like, you're not going to kill me. He just didn't well, buy then into if you're it. Not kill him, wouldn't you be yeah. so savage? I guess. I guess he was pushing their buttons. But then uh, the dog was getting closer. It's barking, barking, and he's doing the whole thing. And then we see Morgan. Off, well, first Sherry makes a comment, like trying to calm Dwight down. She's getting nervous, which I don't understand. I mean, don't you want to know? You had another buddy put a gun to to Dwight's head. Come on, now. obviously this is your your group's tactics. This is how you're doing things. He's just going along with it. I mean, that's not his dog. That dog was already in the camp, right? So anyway, we see that there was a rope or whatever that was chained to the the chair. The chair tips over because Dwight's in his face and the whole thing. And then that gets cut and we see his Dwight. I mean, um, Morgan in the background. He's like, what's going on here? I said, well, what do you think is going on here? And he's like, well, let, let me talk to you outside. It's like, okay. So then they go off. And I found that also kind of odd. There's a whole group of other people. They're like, no, we're in the middle of interrogation. You just got here. Let her do our thing. But no one no one gets involved. They just, all right, fine. And then the next scene is really quick. We just see hey, Morgan and Dwight outside. And Morgan's like, what's going on? Why are you doing this? I thought we came up with a plan. I think I told you. I got a place for us. And they'd be like, no, we're not doing it your way. We're doing it Sherry's way. We're doing it this way. We're going in hard and fast. We're going to go. We're going to, we're going to. Yeah, killer, killer, and take this and take that. And he was like, "Well, clearly this guy doesn't know anything, and yet you were about to go to the extreme. You need to calm down with all this." <clears throat> and he and he brings up a Dwight has a great comeback. He's like, "You know, if if Grace was here and Grace would have said that, I'm sure you would have followed." I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. That he would definitely have listened to her. You know, and then he walks off. Because you know, now he's pissed off. This is Dwight. And then he goes... Low blow. 
<clears throat> yeah, it's a low blow, but it's an accurate low blow because it's true. He was it's basically saying, you love that woman, you would do whatever you could. You knew I was searching for my wife. This is my wife. This isn't like some puppy love thing. This is a woman I've been searching for. I found her. She has a common enemy and someone that we hate. And now I'm going to help her take this woman out. We tried your way. And he even throws it back at Adam saying, saying I, we did it your way before. And it didn't work. So now this is the way we're going to do it. He, um, Dwight approaches uh, the truck with a bunch of other people there. They're like, oh, he talked you out of it? I'm like, nope. He said, we're going to do this. We are going to settle this. Sherry then gets involved and just wants to ask some questions about all this. I find it funny that she's a little bit concerned with the, the whole thing with, with Dwight. Now, before I even go further, did you what did you think of that? Did, was this all cool with you, with this warehouse scene and all that, uh, Dana? Um, it, it just further shows kind of the tension of the group, and I was going to ex- expect there would be some type of sabotage because there's such a divided disagreement between everyone. So for me in that moment, I didn't have any problems with it because I was expecting something more. But the fact that he did call in Grace was like, oh, for me it felt like a low blow, but it was a low blow that could actually get to him. You know, so it for me build up the the anticipation of what could happen next and whether or not this plan was either even going to happen at all or how successful it would be if everyone's all arguing with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Rich, I'll bring you in on the next part because this this is a quick one. While they're there and they're trying to figure out the plan and he was like, oh, we'll come up with another way of torturing this guy. I'm like, come on, we all know torturing just doesn't work. And this guy, as you said, Danny, he doesn't give a shit. He's over here smarting off. He doesn't care. He, if he was going to talk, he would have talked already. You know, so th- that's when Sherry jumps in. He's like, well, let's, we have something else. Let's give Sherry something she wants. He has to check in in 48 hours. And now this timing does add up. It was like, all right, well, the day before. And then now, the, yeah, yeah, that's 48 hours. We're already in the second day. This makes sense. So let's call in and, and tell him that you found something. So sure enough, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. So he calls up and he tells him, say, hey, listen. Uh, I found something. Remember I said it was going to be worth our while? I found it. found a bunch of people. And uh, we need to bring Virginia down over here. And, and, and we could just bring these people in. And there's a pause. And the guy says, uh, all right. All right. We'll see you by nightfall. And he's like, oh, that's great. That worked. In my mind, I'm like, no, that did not work. There's no way in hell she is going to be traveling with this group just because you said you found some people. That no no leader does that. This is this is not going to happen. There's going to be a bunch of soldiers showing up, rangers, and there's going to be a fight. I don't I don't see this at all working out in that way. But they make it seem like oh yep, see piece of cake, she's coming. You know we got some about a hundred people here. Everything's going to work out. And so then now we get another one on one with uh, Sherry and Dwight. Sherry now is concerned, and she sees right. And she has Dwight. She's like, hey, were you really going to sick the dog on the guy? And he was like, no, no, I'm just you know trying to scare him and, and do that whole thing. But she is nervous with all this because she sees what happened. So she, well, she's seen him before with the whole thing with Negan and the sanctuary and all that. And she's scared that he's going to fall back into that, which I don't understand because her aggression toward Virginia and all this made it seem like she was all for this. You know, it's like, yes, and he was just buying into it. That's the way I saw it. It was like, you know what? He can feel her energy that she's projecting. It's very aggressive, wanting to go after Virginia. And he's just saying, you know what? I'm 100% in. I'm all in on your side. I'm going to show that aggression. Let's do it. 
And for her to have this scene where it's like, oh, I don't know, now I'm a little nervous. You can't do that. It's it's like you know, fighting with a beating up on a dog and, and and training it to fight, and then it starts fighting and biting everybody. I'm like, I don't know why he's so aggressive. It's like, well, you were training him to dog fight, and now it has to be reprogrammed. Uh, he was in a way reprogrammed when he came into this. Or Dwight came into this group and told us, "Come on, let's just run away. Let's get away. It's the start of life." But no, she's all about the fighting. So this scene felt very out of place. I didn't I didn't really appreciate that. I felt that it just didn't flow right that now she's going to have a change of heart. But real quick, anybody have any issue with this conversation with Dwight and Sherry? Dana? Uh, oh, yeah. Rich, yeah, Rich. Yeah. yeah, the only point I will make is that, yeah, the, the constant back and forth of the struggles... Um, I mean, you kind of knew when you saw the how everything was unfolding that there was there's going to be further issues because it, it, it was a little bit too perfect for the re, for a reunion at the very beginning of the episode, and now slowly it un you know unravels right before our eyes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I had mentioned earlier. I feel like this entire episode, you know, the Dwight is put in these situations where you have to wonder whether or not he's going to make a turn. Um, and that was the whole reason why he is the one that's front and center in all of this stuff. In my in my opinion, that's what I got out, out of it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the conversation just you know it's further tension to build to just let you know that they have a lot of issues they have to work out. And and obviously communication, all that other stuff is important. But if someone wants to do something and they are dead set on doing that, then it's going to be very hard to change their opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dana. Further solidified that you know they've grown apart, and you know that that time you know away they're just not on the same page anymore, and you know Dwight has grown. Dwight has definitely grown. He's changed back and forth on a bunch of things, but now we get to another key scene, and this one surprised me. I didn't see this coming, and it's with Morgan and Al, and then Al says, "You know what?" I told them that the truck was indestructible if there was a mine underneath it. That's all BS. So we're going to go and we're going to grab these uh, these mines, the TNT that they had there. There's this whole other plan because she wants to get the truck. She wants to go. But sure enough, Dwight comes out. The other guys come out. They have their guns drawn. They're like, nope, this isn't happening. We see what's happening here. You guys were turning against us. Again, Morgan tries to state his peace. We're trying to save our people. We're all on the same page. I want to bring her to justice. You know, I want to take her out just as much as you. But we can't do it this way. We can't do it now. Dart's like, nope, we're doing it this way. This is the way Sherry does it. This is the way we planned it. And then he goes to lock them up into like the warehouse area there. And then there's another big swerve because then Sherry, again, making it seem like I guess she is the boss in this situation. <clears throat> She tells the man with the gun, I was like, all right, now I'll put uh, Dwight in there. He's like, Wait, what's going on? And I was like, no, I can't have you on this. This is this is my thing. This is our thing. And when this happens, I didn't see it coming. But then I sort of from that, that explained that last scene that maybe she feels he's too much of a loose cannon. And he's reverting back too much of the way he used to be when he was with Negan. And uh, she doesn't want that for him. She doesn't want him to go down that path. She wants him to be the man that she remembered and the man that I guess she just re, uh, was it reintroduced because he was all affectionate and the whole thing and saying, hey, let's just be together. Now it's like, oh, no, let's go kill. He had even said he wanted to be the one to kill her, you know, himself for, for Virginia. And 
So it's like, nope, you're going in there. We're going to go and do this. That was a big surprise. You know, I, I, man, I just couldn't. I don't know. I, I think it, this was really quick. These past two, three scenes here, a lot of flip-flopping, you know, on where they wanted us to go. And I guess it was just throwing us for a ride. All right. So the real quick, we get another little night scene here. It's, uh, we have one, what, Dana, you want something to say? You had something to say? Oh, sorry. I hit the button by mistake. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So now we see the group with Sherry. They're, they're talking about, I guess they have scouts for the open road. They said, hey, we see a convoy, whatever. They're about 10 minutes away. They're close. All right. So this is going to go down. We get another scene with uh, with Dwight and Morgan and Al. And they're just in there. And now, again, another flip-flopping. Dwight's like, oh, you're right, Morgan. I should have listened to you. You're right. We should have waited. This is not the right time to kill Virginia. I was like, oh, man. It's, this, is, this is too much. This is in a matter of like 15 minutes. We've seen him like flip-flop three or four times. So he goes through the whole thing, but he says, you know what? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make this right. And we see that he's trying to escape. And sure enough, he does get out. Right? Because we hear in Milwaukee, someone tells Sherry, hey, you're going to have company. It looks like Mark was taken out. And then, boof, there he goes. Dwight's right next to Sherry. He's like, no, we can't do this. We can't do this now. You know, he's like, she was like, no, sure, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. The truck shows up. The convoy, two men get out. They're calling out for Al and for um, for Dwight. Another man on the walkie-talkie part of the group site says, hey, Virginia's not with them. And she's all pissed off, Sherry. is. like, oh, man, I don't believe. Did you really think she was going to come along? I mean, I didn't. I didn't think at all that she would come. She's going to go to an unknown location where you just said Dwight had said there was a hundred people there, a hundred people, okay, and to bring her along at night. Come on now, Rich. Uh, two quick points I want to make here, and then I'll, I'll let you continue. I just want to say uh, that's a very a very a quick drive for eight hours See, uh, that they go. got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 secondly. Um, part of me thought throughout watching this entire episode, there might be somebody that is a part of, of, uh, Virginia's group still working with this other, with this other group, but they, you know, basically working behind their back for Virginia, because I feel like for her to not show up, it's some Intel had to be released for her to know, don't do it. This is a setup. So I guess we'll find out further down the road whether or not somebody actually is going to turn on that group that actually is in the group. But uh, I thought it was a little funny for them to all of a sudden. I mean, I knew she wasn't going to show up at that point in time. But, yeah, it, it kind of feels like somebody might have possibly knew something else and informed her about this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I, I have a different opinion on that. I think. Okay, go ahead. You know, you never see and you never send the, the the captain, you know, into the the battle to fight on the front lines. You send the other people, even in chest, the queen is the last to to do everything. You know, you got the bishop and the knight, and they're all defending her. You don't send her in on a place that you know over a hundred people. She doesn't know the situation. She doesn't know if it's an ambush. You know, she's hated in the group so therefore you know you're going to have some enemies and some trust issues makes no sense for her to be there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it so 
he keeps uh, Dwight keeps trying to convince Sherry, and then you hear on walkie-talkie, the other guys like, "Hey, we can take these guys out at least." And Dwight's like, "Listen, if you kill them, then the the other end, the the Rangers and the rest of Virginia's group are gonna know something's up, and you're putting all of us at risk and those people at risk. We can't do this. Don't do anything." She's conflicted. She doesn't say anything. You see the two men get back into their trucks, and they're like, you know, Al and and. Uh, Dwight, have to come. I'm gonna to have to come up with a good explanation for all this, and then they drive off. Sherry looks at him. She's super pissed. She starts hitting him and stuff, and then she gets out. Next scene, she's back at her place alone. She's sad. She's confused. There's a knock at the door. He, she doesn't want to answer. We know who it is. It's Dwight. He comes in anyway. Sits down. Starts talking to her. It's like about the plan and that this isn't gonna work. And she just basically breaks down how she's different. This is what she needs to do. This is her journey. And that she needs to let go of the past. And pretty much that he is that link of the past. She sees him and she sees the past. It doesn't matter about the change. It, and she tries to fit it in. And we've all been there. You've all, whether you've been in a relationship where you were with someone and it, whether it didn't work out or you just drew apart, maybe you went to different schools. and was like, hey, I'll see you when I see you. And then you rekindle years later and you think you can pick up where you left off, but you can't. A lot happens in between. And clearly a lot happened to her. She feels this is her place. This is her journey. She has to be part of this. It, this is what, what, Rich? Sorry, can I ask a quick question? I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish first. Oh, yeah, so that she has to go down this road, and this is why she has to let him go. They have to go their separate ways. Because, of course, Dwight is like, no, I'm not going to go doing this. I'm going to do this whole thing with Morgan. we got a plan. But, no, she's she's dead set on this is it. And it pretty much breaks up with him at this point. That's the way I took it. So, Rich? So, here's a question. If Dwight reverted back to his old self... And didn't stop her from pulling the trigger on shooting out those, you know, the group of people that was there. Do you think she still would have told him, no, we can't be together? Yep. Because then okay. he would have still been to the dark side, which that's what I'm saying with the flip flopping. This was more flip flopping. Yeah. It's like, why don't you oh. like him now? Because now he, <laughs> he's, he's being the voice of reason in no. that truck. And she should, I thought because she was going to reflect on it. And when he walked in, she would agree. She's like, you know what? You're right. You are a changed man. You're not going toward the dark side now. And I see that I was going toward the dark side, meaning Sherry going toward the Negan side of things. And you stopped me. Thank you. Now we can fix this and let's work on a plan together. Where's your buddy, Morgan? But no, we didn't get that. So, Dana, what do you guys say about it? My thing is no. I think that she was using an excuse because they just drifted apart. And that just happened to be something of convenience. Because here I meet you after how many long, uh, how many, you know, years or months or whatever we've been separated. And we get into one argument and I don't want to be with you anymore. I feel that, you know, she has been moved on. And she enjoyed the, the fact that she was able to see him again. But maybe those feelings are just not there anymore. And it was used as one of those excuses. And it just happened to be not necessarily a matter of convenience, but it just it happened to be what it is what it is. Yeah, no, because you saw that he was changing, and the flip flopping. I don't think it was like oh he was triggered or anything. You're gonna struggle in life no matter what 
it is you're trying to improve on, whether it may be a better parent or uh, stop drinking or just a better person overall, you're going to struggle and have back and forth. That's just a part of growing, you know. So to say, oh, that's that reason why there, I have to be, I have to get away from you. I don't, I don't think that that is something that, you know, is a good argument in this case. So, so just going off of that, then maybe you saw some weird metaphorical connection with the next scene because he does leave and on his way out, he sees the dog, he pets the dog, he opens the gate and he releases the dog. Do you think that's some kind of connection to this? With his relationship with Sherry, and that's well, it. yeah, you could say because remember we had the conversation of he, I kept feeding him, and he just stayed around us. Yeah. So you know, he's letting letting the dog go. Yeah, Doesn't mean that the dog ain't gonna come back. We don't know, but the for dogs, this, the dogs will keep coming back. They will come back because there's food. That's it's easy access. Yeah. To but I thought he was yeah. gonna bring so, the dog. I yeah. thought at that point, when he opened up the gate, that the dog was just gonna sit next to him. It was like, all right, where are we going? Because then we got Morgan. That would with be his too dog. much. Because you got see... Morgan and his dog, and yeah, we haven't seen that dog. The dog is probably still back at the camp. But I think it's, hey, the dog has some friends. Well, yeah. it, the dog had a car accident. And he he's he's recuperating. He needs a break. He he's okay. traumatized. They made sure because all he was they, okay. They, animal lovers. Just... Myself, I'm an animal lover. But you know, people would have been up in arms if that dog died in that car crash. People were like, what? Fucking boycott <laughs> this show now. You killing doggies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Peter, be all Well, yeah, remember, oh, there's too many horses. Too many horses. They, they made, complained about the horses. And I, so, bet, yeah. and I bet that's why we didn't see any of the horses get run over by that truck because of that. They're like, we can't do it. But and I, and I know some people, but you would just ask for Yeah, I was like, hoping to see a stuntman fall off a horse and tumble or something from the truck. I didn't see a scene about a, a horse getting run over. All right, so anyway, we, we see Dwight, he reunites with Al and Morgan, and uh, they quickly inform him that the group have taken off with the truck, and they took the truck driver. They're gone, so <laughs> <laughs> they left them. They're, they're on their own. They're, they're whatever. So they're like, what are we going to do? And Dwight looks in, and Morgan says, hey, we want you to join us. I mean, well, he has no other choice, right? What else is Dwight going to do? His wife doesn't want him. And he sort of explains it. It's like, yeah, yeah, she's going to go do her thing. And he's like, come on. And, and, and Dwight's like, well, do you really have a plan to go get Virginia? Is this really going to be? He's like, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to get our people. We, we, everything's going to be fixed. Don't worry about it. We got this. You come with us? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm coming along. You know, and uh, right at this moment, though, Al says, well, I got something else I want to show you guys. And then it cuts to daylight. So I don't know how far they went. Or it didn't look, it looked pretty dark. I don't know. Maybe it was dusk, but whatever. They head over to a truck. They open up and there's all these people there. Now, I'm assuming these are other people that were former members, but they just weren't the quote unquote soldiers of the group, right? That's who these people were. Anyone know? Wasn't this the same truck that they had the other two characters in it from uh, the Alaska episode? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't recall. Yeah. This was? Yeah, the, the two oh, characters. Oh, damn. Shit, my... No, yeah, that's right. My bad. Yeah. That's right. This is the... That's... I was... All right, there we go. This is the group from the building, the office building. These yeah. are the office workers. That's right. See? There you go. I, I f- completely forgot about them. This is... You know what? This now reminds me of Dead Rising. Remember the game when you go and you save people <laughs> throughout the... the 
the mall and you have to bring them back and then they all like you get all little points for checking them in so this is it so that's right she had the truck and they were all in the truck and she says hey listen these people need a place to go and they can go to that spot that you were talking about morgan so i don't know if they're if morgan is just bringing them or if they're all going because that scene once the door the, the gate opens everyone starts flooding out now what was this symbol do you guys recognize the symbol was it an infinity symbol and something else that that uh dwight marked on the that's, inside of the truck that's the same symbol of the letters that he was sending to to sherry that they showed at the very beginning of the episode uh, yes 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 yeah so I, I i guess that's just a symbol i don't know what the symbol means um yeah, but yeah it's not so much of a map and it's like it's a very odd placement to put that inside the truck i was like if anything you write it on the outside of the truck you know but uh yeah. whatever and then we see the whole group and they just wander off so i'm assuming they're going morgan is taking them back to that location it can't be that far off because that's a long walk with this massive group <laughs> well hold on Morgan walked from uh he in the walking right? He, he had, walked from the walking oh, dead yes, to funeral. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. That took a long time. I don't know if they had that much time <laughs> to do all this because who knows if that was the case. By the time they even get back, meaning Morgan to go see Daniel, it's like, oh, you didn't hear? Sherry showed up. He doesn't know who Sherry is, but we'll just say this woman named Sherry is some mass people. Mannequin faces came and they killed her. Everything is over with now. Who's in charge here? Oh, Strand's in charge. You didn't hear? They made him governor. Oh, Oh, and then now we're fighting him. I was like, I don't know. This is your know, mind drifting off. But yeah, it, that's the thing. We don't see a map. I wish we saw a map. I wish this was like Lord of the Rings and we could all pinpoint Middle Earth and the different locations in the Shire. But we don't. We don't know exactly where they are. We don't know how far they are or how long it takes to travel. The only sense of time we've received was from the truck driver who said it takes eight hours from where he was to get to the base. So wherever they are, they're eight hours from there. So I'm assuming that Morgan's little hiding spot is still within that area, that vicinity, but not eight hours. Right? That's it. Whatever. Yeah. We will see. So there goes that. That was our breakdown and our review of Fear the Walking Dead, episode six. Um, honey. And again, thanks everybody for subscribing and listening and, and subscribing on iTunes and Spotify, especially Spotify. A lot of people jumping on Spotify. That's pretty cool. And then over on YouTube, of course, thanks for AMC for giving out screeners whenever they get the chance to do the screeners. Thank you, guys. That's great. We appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate all the support also with the actors. Uh, Dana is working on that, trying to get some of them. to. Uh, if you guys checked out over at the Coalition at the website where we work at, You'll see that there is an interview with what's his name, uh, Leslie, Leslie James or Jones is a uh, the actor who plays Morgan. Oh, Lenny, Lenny, I ripped that up. I James, he plays up. Morgan. Oh my gosh, I ripped it so, up. So Morgan, fuck that. Morgan will not be listening to this he episode. He would not be. He's gonna say no. But it was very crazy. It's like she <laughs> does have an interview with him, but the problem is, is that that was only related to his other show that's on Peacock. Right, that was not really Peacock Network. Yeah. Old save me okay. and save me too, and save me and save me too. There you go. So, but it was not, he, <laughs> she could not ask any questions about fear. We had all these wonderful questions, blocked from asking, and we got blocked. But she will have another attempt at this, and we hopefully get some of these questions answered. I got a lot of questions, and she had some questions. So, again, thanks everybody for the support. Thanks for listening. We will see you uh, next week for World Beyond. That is almost over. Thank God. Oh, man, I, I have words on that. If you want to hear it, <laughs> listen to the last episode for World Beyond. We, we had some words for that. All right, everybody. 
Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you then next week. Peace.